this is hired the good karma brands recruitment show looking for your next great career you're in the right spot and now, alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Good morning, happy weekend, and welcome to Hire. This is the GKB Recruitment Show along the Good Karma Brands radio network. My co-host, Daphne Ursu, will join us shortly. In fact, we're going to share some advice, some hopefully good business, recruitment, cultural leadership advice. We're also going to learn more today about an opportunity here in our headquarters city, our home office city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we're looking for an office administrator. Now, that's the kind of job that you might refer to as front desk or receptionist. But as you'll learn in a few moments, it's a lot more than that here at Good Karma Brands. Certainly, it's the technical job of being that front desk uh, person. But we're also looking for somebody who really embraces and leans into uh, our company. So we'll learn more about that when our Director of Communications, Elizabeth Stade, joins us in just a couple of minutes. So glad to have you with us. Stick around. The GKB Recruitment Show continues here on the Good Karma Brands Radio Network. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brands Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. And welcome back to Hired along the Good Karma Brands Radio Network. We are glad to have you with us every weekend. We talk about Good Karma Brands. We talk about culture and recruitment and opportunity. And excited today to welcome, I believe, first-time guest to our show. Yep. Is that right? First time. The voice you're hearing is Elizabeth Stade. Elizabeth is our Director of Communication at Good Karma Brands, although she wasn't always the Director of Communication. So we'll learn a little bit about that because we'll hear about your story. Um, and then we have what I think is a, a unique opportunity, would mm -hmm. you say, Elizabeth? Yes. Because in a lot of businesses, we call them front desk or receptionist. This is... It's so much more than that. So much more. Right? Yeah. Um, and so we're going to talk about that on the show as well. But uh, first, an official welcome to uh, to Hired along uh, all of the Good Karma Brand stations. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this role and the potential that it has for any candidate that's going to apply. When you talk to people who might be considering Good Karma Brands, either for the position we're going to talk about or other opportunities, do you lead with that discussion of sort of core values and culture or do you lead with you know, we're a multimedia marketing and broadcast and a sports company. How do you talk about us? So I lead with the core values and the culture. Um, I personally, I grew up around sports. I have two brothers and my dad is very into sports, but I am personally not, don't feel a, you know, I'm not turning on the football game every weekend. I don't totally know what all the players are and what they do. So you can work at Good Karma Brands and not be that Totally. Yeah. Sports was not what drew me to this company. It was the core values in the culture, and you don't need to know sports to work at this company. Um, I kind of lean in and thrive off the fact that I don't know it well, and it's it's funny to me, and it's funny for people to explain things to me. Um I lean into the core values in the culture because good karma, it's not a fit for everyone. And so when you look at each of the core values, the one that comes to mind, work hard, is you really do have to work hard and you have to want it um, to work in an organization like this. And if you have that mentality and that driven um, perspective on life, it it's a great place to work and, and you will see success, um, which I've seen in the, the four years that I've been here. But Again, it's not for everyone, and those core values, you know, as you're in the interview process, it's really looking at them and how they fit into you and your life, and mm -hmm. if they don't currently 
if it's something that you want to work towards and, and be better at. In our Milwaukee office, which is unique because here in Milwaukee, we operate our Milwaukee stations and our Milwaukee assets, but we're also the what other companies would call the corporate home, but we call it the home office home of Good Karma Brands. So, you know, we have kind of a dual purpose, right, here in Milwaukee. And we're looking for, and the title is Office Administrator. Administrator, but it encompasses so much more than what you might think of as somebody who, you know, is answering a phone and connecting a yes. call, right? How do you describe the office administrator role at Good Karma Brands? So the office administrator is really the the focal point, the center point of our Avenue offices, which is three radio stations, 101.7 The Truth, WTMJ, and ESPN Milwaukee. This person is the first person that people see when they walk in the door. Um, they are doing the admin work, like answering the phones and keeping track of guests in the building and validating parking and stuff like that. But they're also really kind of the center of the culture of this office mm-hmm. and the leader of the culture, um, the vibe that they give off, the the way that they plan and initiate our teammate experience activities, which include, you know, going out in the community and serving others or having a lunch and learn um, the way that they kind of broach those situations and the way that they plan them and present them to our team is really is really a focal point in our in our office. So I love the way you described that because you led with, look, there are skills, there are things that just have to mm-hmm. be done, right? Phones have to be answered, yep. guests have to be <laughs> registered. So my guess is that if somebody was really good at that m- more technical aspect, yep. but maybe didn't um, enjoy or lean into the culture lead and sort of that, uh, what I heard somebody once call it the director of first impressions. Like mm-hmm. you walk in and yep. somebody's looking at you and you're going to judge perhaps our company based on the greeting you get or how that person responds. Um, if you had to weight the technical skills versus the other things you're describing, how do you sort of reconcile that? So the technical skills can be learned. That's the difference maker is that I think if you have that work hard and you have that want and desire, you can learn how to do those things. Um, And you can lean into the other stuff if you're good at it and if you're passionate about it. Um, I think that Particularly with the office administrator role, it can be a balance of each of them and trying to be good at both of them. But my perception of leadership in our organization is, you know, if you are going to clean out a closet, you can either do it really well or you can do it horribly. And it's the way that your mindset is before you go and clean out the closet. The good leaders are the ones that can go in there, clean out the closet wipe their hands clean and also not tell anyone about it and just walk away wow. and and get it done just because it, right? they just did it because yeah. they knew it needed to be done. And so that's how I kind of see this role is that while some of these tasks seem smaller and mundane, they can be the difference maker in how our office operates and, and people notice that. So being able to position yourself as a real leader because you will be in mm-hmm. this office um, is the way that you approach both the smaller mundane tasks and the bigger, you know, culture tasks. So your answer got me thinking about the word limelight a little bit. Is this somebody who enjoys being sort of, look at me, I've done these things and I'm setting the tone? Or is it somebody who might enjoy the quiet attention they get by doing the job really well, making sure things run smoothly, and that person that, you know, you notice sometimes they're in the back of the room, kind of with that wry smile on their face because they know that their fingerprints were on a success? I don't think it's... I think it can be either. I don't think, you know, we put any person in either sort of category. I think 
again, it's the way that they embrace the core values and it's the way that they approach situations. What happens after that? I don't think totally matters. Um, It's the way they're handling the situation, because if they want recognition afterwards, if they did a great job, then all good. Totally fine. If they don't all good, totally fine. It's all about the way that they approach the situation. So ideal candidate, somebody's listening to you and I chatting about this right now and thinking this is interesting. This is maybe a little bit different. Um, Ideal candidate. What what are we looking for? I know there's a posting that we'll talk about, but what what should I have, possess or know if I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for this position, Elizabeth? Yep. So I would say that someone who's detail oriented pays attention to the details. Um, Someone who's excited to come to work and excited to get to work, you know, excited to be a part of the team and to embrace the company and in a way that they may not have at a previous job or role. Um, This person needs to be friendly, obviously, because they're first point of contact. Um, And yeah. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds great. And um, how do I learn more? Like, what's the best way uh, to get noticed, I guess, because, right, you can go online and apply. Do you want people like knocking on your door? Yep. Calling you? How should somebody get noticed for this position yep so first i would recommend that you do your research so good karma brands is on instagram facebook and linkedin take a look at what we're about see that it really showcases the teammate experience and what we do on a day-to-day basis so do your research visit our website Um, that's where the career posting will actually actually be Um, but also feel free to reach out to me i'm on linkedin Hmm. um, and would be happy to talk with anyone who who's interested in the role um, otherwise, you can you can apply through the link that's on our website. Well, that's great advice because, right, I mean, y- you can apply, which is great, and that's required, but having that more personal touch, and I love your advice of do some research. Find out if Good Karma Brands does feel like the right thing as opposed to, well, it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's really a culture and a place where perhaps you can grow and uh, be your best self. We will be picking you, but you will also be picking us, so I want, I want it to be a two-way street. Very, very fair. Good luck with the recruitment. Awesome. Thanks for coming in and being part of the show today, Elizabeth. Yep, of course. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Elizabeth Stage, she is our Director of Communication and is the lead in recruiting for this office administrator. Learn more at www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers. More of Hired along the GKB Radio Network is coming up here on the Good Karma Brands Radio Network. You're listening to Hired. The GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired Along the GKB Radio Network. We're heard every weekend, coast to coast and border to border. So, Daphne, we have shared advice on this show before. Um, and today, we're going to share some more advice. I guess good advice we've taken. <laughs> Maybe some advice that we uh, passed on. Yeah, some advice. Uh, hard pass, right? <laughs> hard pass in some cases, pass, for sure. Yeah. You know, I would love to hear a little bit more about some advice that you have had or heard over the years that have really made an impact on you. Um, you know, your years certainly as a market manager for DKB Milwaukee, but okay. just like it resonated with you and you just wanted to share that. Well, let me throw one at you and I'll be curious what you think oh, of this okay. piece of advice because when I, we were talking about today's show, I thought, okay, we all. There's advice that comes from uh, lots of people, lots of sources, books, friends, well-meaning friends, Mm -hmm. or not as well-meaning friends, maybe Mm -hmm. from time to time. Um, And I flashed back to a time in my career where um, I had a couple of different job offers that were coming my way. And I was trying to evaluate 
you know, what to do about mm-hmm. them. Uh, do I take job A? And um, I'm guessing that you might give people advice to like put the pros and the cons, right? What would be good? What mm-hmm. wouldn't be good about this for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to figure out both were uh, good opportunities mm-hmm. uh, for me at this time. They were management opportunities. Um, and I asked a trusted friend, I said, hey, I'm kind of struggling with a decision here. Um, and I've done my lists and all the rest. I said, I'm not sure what to do. And I think I was 33, maybe 34 years old at the time. And he looked at me, so well, this is easy. And I said, how is it easy to make a career decision? Yeah. Right? I mean, That's these right. are usually some of the... Especially biggest. at that age. I mean, you're at a, that perfect age. Yeah, it's growing a family for me at the right, time. You're trying to get right. you into your, I guess what they call your earning years. What sure. is that going to look like and all the rest? And I said, why is it easy? And he said, go where you'll learn the most. And it really gave me pause because yeah. I thought, okay, so put money aside, title, scope of the job. His advice was, at this point in your career, which one of these opportunities will give you the biggest opportunity to learn? Um, I did. I took his advice. Yeah. Um, as I look back, I'm not sure it was the best choice. However, he was right. I learned more in that job than I might have in the other one. So that was the advice I got. I did take. What do you make of the advice to somebody saying, look, all things being equal, if they're both decent opportunities, go where you will learn the most? I have to agree um, with the advice that you were given. You like that advice? I do. And as you were sharing, I was thinking about would that advice be different, um, you know, at you know, early 20s, early part of a career, mid part of the career, I think even later stages in the career, right? Um, because I think it's important for us to always be looking for opportunities to grow, right? Because even if you're learning more and you're growing more, opportunities and money can come with that, right? Right. So I don't know what the difference was in terms of like opportunities, if there was a ceiling at that opportunity. I'm not even pay. sure. Well, you know, I yeah, think they were yeah. probably similar. And I don't know that I was sophisticated enough to sort of do the math. Well, at that age, probably. Yeah. I think you were. Yeah. I, know you were. But, I may but, have. But still, even so, I still have to tell you that I think that that is good advice, where you can grow um, the most, because again, as I mentioned before, I think the other things come with that, opportunities for growth development, opportunities for advancement, um, promotion, those types of things, um, getting involved in challenging um, projects, um, and then money potentially can come with that, but we need to make sure that we're in opportunities where there's an opportunity for us to grow, where there's a little bit of a stretch. Um, so I think I think that that's so you like good that advice. advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it's the only thing that somebody should consider, but I, I do think that that is good advice. Well, you bring up a great point, though. I mean, if that's all you judge it by, you right. could end up making decisions that aren't necessarily good for you, right? Right, because the reason why I say I don't think it's the only thing that you can um, judge on, because you do have to think about those other things. So if the scenario were different, let's say that the individual in this um, situation was 35 years old, had a family of four, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Maybe stay-at-home partner. They would have to look at at that a little bit differently, right? right. Um, And so so I think all things considered, um, if everything is equal, then I think the growth opportunity makes a little bit more sense. But again, everybody's scenario and situation is different. So you'd put it in the equation, is what it sounds like. Yes. Like, hmm, am I yes. going to learn? Am Something I going to grow? Not ignore, right? Something to not ignore, right? And I think that that should always be in everyone's equation, regardless of whether you are in your career, right? If someone is thinking, okay, I'm you know 55 years old, I'm looking for that last mm-hmm. move, probably have another 10 to 15 years yeah. before I retire. You might not. Uh, but you might yeah. as well. Oh, you're saying right. later on you I might think, go, hey, 
Well, you should always be thinking about that, Maybe now my needs have changed professionally, so if I'm just going to learn and grow, I can kind of take a bit of a flyer. Well, I think you should always be thinking about it, I guess is my point, because even if it's in your last 10 or 15 years, you still want a growth opportunity, right? Who wants to be in a role where it's just stagnant? You're doing the same thing every day without any opportunity of growth. Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether you are where you are in your stage of a career, I think it's important to add that into the equation and to be thinking about that great great thought and i want to pull i want to i want to pull a little bit about what you said before is like you took the advice yes but as you think about it now you probably wouldn't tell us a little bit about that yeah i don't know i mean this one i'm a bit conflicted daphne because um, as i look back that job and sort of that culture we've talked a lot on the show about the importance of that weren't great okay and there were some things that were very dysfunctional at that time however and it's easy to say it in retrospect, right? We all can look back and go, oh, right. but I learned yeah. so much. I'm actually glad I had the experience mm-hmm. because it informed me and it gave me tools that I could use later mm-hmm. in, my, in my career mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But if you just looked at it on paper, you wouldn't have taken the job that I took. You would have said, really? That position? That opportunity? That market? So it, it probably wasn't the logical career move. In retrospect, I did learn more. Mm-hmm. I, I learned things that not to do, <laughs> as opposed to things to do, which There's is also learning from that, which too. is also valuable. Absolutely, and you know, if I think about what you just said a little bit deeper, I think you. It was still apples to apples at that point. You didn't know about the culture, right? You didn't know about all of those Correct. things. So what you had to do is, based on the information that I have at hand. What makes the most sense for me, right? You don't know that maybe that company did not have the culture that GKB has. You're right. right. Correct. You didn't know about those things. So if you have to look at it and weigh it, um, apples to apples from what you know, you have to think about that growth opportunity in that particular situation. So you can come back now and say, I probably, but that's because you have all the information. Yeah, I have right? knowledge now that I did not have at that time. Absolutely. And you can't weigh it appropriately because the, the other offer that you didn't take, you don't know Correct. what would have happened with that. It's so, an unknown. Absolutely. So I still think looking at growth as an opportunity or a part of the equation, as you mentioned before, is so important. So. Do you want, uh, b- uh, before we close out this segment, some advice that I didn't take? Yes, I would love that. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we've discussed this one or not, but um, there was a time when I saw ethically and culturally and from a business standpoint, all kinds of things going on that I just didn't think added up mm-hmm. um, you know it's like what is going on around here are we making good decisions are we being thoughtful and all the rest and I went to my sort of next manager line manager or whatever you want to call it and sort of um, expressed my concerns mm-hmm. and I was told look it's not your place or my place who you're already grimacing <laughs> you see my face <laughs> yeah you can see your face on the radio this morning um, but I was kind of told what's the old saying like hey just do your job. Mm. You know these these concerns you have, whether they're valid or not, are not really our concern, like mm-hmm. yours and mine. Right. So let's not you know use a lot of energy and time. And for a little while, I took the advice because I right. thought, okay, well, my boss is sort of saying just get back to work. Mm-hmm. But over time, I realized I felt like I had to articulate my. Um, thoughts mm-hmm. to somebody mm-hmm. and and I did Good. and it turned out to be fine it Good. actually turned out that a lot of the things I had seen were right. things the organization was uh, thinking about mm-hmm. how do you critique that uh, exchange <laughs> oh lovely well I think um your boss probably should not have given that advice. I think I'll start not there. Not great advice. Right? I don't think it's I don't think it's great advice and I also think it kind of speaks to the culture of the organization and I think about 
we're at GKB and we think about everyone has a voice, right? Mm-hmm. And we want people to express that and to have those open conversations in their one-on-one with their manager. Um, also being able to talk to other leaders within the organization all the way up to the founder and CEO, Craig Carmazin. So I think that part would have been like mm, eye-opening when you're telling me not to share my opinion. I think when anytime someone's telling you to not share your opinion, yeah. you should probably think a little That's bit about That's a bit of that. a tell or a red flag, Yeah, right? yeah. So in your gut, you should probably think, hmm, you know what I mean? Because I think our opinions... Um, are valid, so I, I certainly think that um, that should have been somewhat of a red flag um, to you. But I love the fact that it didn't stop you. It didn't stop you in your tracks. It right? did for a minute, but not completely though. Yes. And sometimes things do stop us in our tracks just for a minute because we kind of need to process through and kind of refocus. Um, but I also think it's helpful for you to be thinking about, hey, I'm sensing something here. And sometimes when we're sensing things, maybe they're not exactly what we think that they are, right? And instead of us saying, I'm sensing something here and I'm drawing this conclusion and I'm going to act on this conclusion, I think that's not always the best thing to do. Great thoughts. It's I'm sensing something right now. Um, I think I'm coming to this conclusion, but I'm going to research. I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to figure, you know, bring in other counsel to figure out what my next step will be instead of being kind of in that silo and going with the gut of this is what I know for sure when you don't know and kind of acting. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. This is Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired along the Good Karma Brands radio network and a special edition of our show for our listeners in southeastern Wisconsin. And Daphne, I'm kind of impressed because, you know, from time to time we have guests, right? Right, yes. On our show. Of course, yeah, yeah. And our guest today on Hired not only was on our show, I don't know, I think last year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. At the She's end of coming 20- back. I know. A returning guest. Do you she know what that means? Us. Well. Oh, you don't think I should go that far? <laughs> Let's not go. Let's just make this something. She probably likes she us, doesn't like he? us. Well, we are thrilled to welcome back to Hired, Isel Nicholson, Community Partnerships Manager, correct? Correct. Okay. <laughs> At City here in Milwaukee. And Isel, we are actually thrilled to have you join us once again. Yeah. I'm super happy to be here again. Great. All kind of fun. Oh, okay, great. You know, I am, uh, yeah, she came back a second time, um, but we want to hear about City Year. Tell us about City Year. Yeah, so City Year is an educational nonprofit organization that is focused on serving students and youth in our community. Um, essentially, it is in 29 different states, so we're nationwide, uh-huh. um, serving students in under-resourced schools to make sure that they, you know, can ultimately reach their full potential. Oh, okay. So this wow. is not just a Milwaukee concern, even though yeah. that's obviously where your focus is. Yes. Um, and so tell us a little bit about how it works. So when you say helping students fulfill their potential, um, how does that happen at City Year? Yeah, so we recruit core members that are 17 to 25 to be mentors and tutors in Milwaukee Public Schools specifically um, for about 10 months or so. So it is a short-term program with an everlasting impact on our students. Mm -hmm. And so it can be seen as like a gap year program. So any folks, you know, who are transitioning out of school that may not know what that next step is, that's where City Year comes in. And so we provide training for two weeks um, before they step into schools where they serve third through ninth graders and just serve as that extra support where the teacher may not have the capacity to fill, pulling them out for tutoring sessions, pushing in in the classroom, answering questions, assisting them, um, after school activities, things of that nature. That sounds great. How long have you been at City Year? It is going to be my second year 
maybe it's my third. I don't know if it's my second or third <laughs> in December. I started December of 2021. So. Right. Well, and Daphne, so. I'm glad she asked because we really should, and that's my fault for not starting with you, right? <laughs> right. It's okay. I was, was going to dig into that. <laughs> and your journey to a company that obviously, or an organization that has a real mission and a real purpose, how did they find you or you find them? Yeah, so I actually did a similar service program my senior year of college at UWM, and it was called Public Allies. And so very similar um, service organization that is also AmeriCorps. Um, and then after I graduated, I was like, well, I still want to make an impact in the community. And I had heard about City Year through the grapevine, and I started off as an impact manager. So I managed my own team of core members that I now am recruiting. So. Then I just transitioned into this role because I felt like more people should know about City Year. And mm. I hadn't only heard about it because I was in a similar organization. And so now I go around the city doing things like this, sharing City Year and sharing the opportunity for young people who have no idea about it. Well, we're glad we get to play uh, a role in helping you uh, publicize uh, the mission a little bit. Daphne and I talk on this show quite a bit, not just about recruitment, which we'll get to in a moment, but also you know, business culture and what it's like to work in different places. How would you describe the culture, the business culture, the vibe, if you will, at City Year? Yeah, the vibe is so authentic but unique and just like, eclectic if you will you know it's there's a variety of different people we want people who come from all different backgrounds have all different identities because ultimately like those are the students that we serve and we want them to be able to see themselves in our mentors in our tutors and we pride ourselves in our dbie work um and just really just like bringing all different types of people together for the same mission which is ultimately just to give to our students and let them know that they can feel you know, safe or secure with the people that are in their schools that they can resonate with that represent them. This is Hired along the GKB radio network. And our guest today, Isel Nicholson, Community Partnerships Manager at City Year Milwaukee. So you told us a little bit about your experience with City Year, um, told us some about the business culture. So I'm going to jump into like those open opportunities that you have at, at City Year. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So right now we are currently hiring for our mid-year position and mid-year just means starting a little bit later than the folks who have already started in the summertime. And so that position starts October 16th, but the application closes September 15th. And essentially what that looks like is it's a full-time job. So it's Monday through Friday serving our students. Oftentimes um, you start the school day with our students and end after they leave school. Um, but it is up until about May, um, again, 17 to 25. It is given with a um, 1100 biweekly stipend. And at the end of your service, upon completion of service, you're given the Siegel Education Award, which is $4,826.50. And that is just for that mid-year position. Um, but, you know, free bus pass access to free dental and health insurance, wow. um, as well as a two-week winter break, um, nine days of time planned off, and so many more benefits. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. It sounds like a fairly uh, robust uh, compensation and benefits uh, package. 
What kind of people would you expect to apply? Who would be the ideal kinds of people that you're looking for as you cast the net yeah. uh, across southeastern Wisconsin and perhaps uh, elsewhere? What are we looking for here, Yisel? Yes, so we're always looking for 17 to 25-year-olds, and particularly that age range because those are the folks who have recently come out of school, so they have a more better understanding of what school is still like for students. And so that's the age range, but also folks who want to spend a year of their life doing something meaningful. I know everyone can get a job anywhere else, but you know, making an impact on those students, giving back to the community, people who are going to get up and commit to the work every day, and folks who just, just really just want to make an impact on Milwaukee. And so if someone does want to make an impact on Milwaukee, wants to really give back um, in, in that time frame, is there any additional training that you would provide? Maybe they may not have all of the skills that you're looking for. How can, how can you kind of like, you know, close that gap on education and, 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 and training? Yeah, definitely. And so actually right now our core members are 50% high school graduates and then the other 50% some college or have graduated from college. So now this is probably like one of the most diverse groups that we have as far as education goes and so there are no educational requirements other than you having that high school diploma or GED equivalent and for the first two to three weeks of service our core members are trained we have externals come from the community um, people in our own organization that have taken so much time to prepare and get all the information even from national resources um, to provide to our core members to make sure that they're prepared before they go into school so I, I love that. So some training for people who are, are, are ready to take on this important role, right? Um, giving back to the community. Um, so if someone's interested, like what additional kind of like growth and advancement could a position like this help them, you know, bridge to? Or yeah. To? Um, so throughout the year, we have different what we call lacy opportunities, which is life after city year. So say that again, life after City, city year, year. Okay. yes lacy. so right. yeah lacy okay. and so that's just to make sure that because this is like a stepping stone for that next step that we're not just leaving our core members hanging we're connecting them with other organizations in the community giving them opportunities to check out different colleges in the um, community or throughout the state and we even share you know we have hundreds of partnerships across the country as far as scholarships go for folks that do want to take on higher education. And we have a fair at the end of the year um, where all of our community partners come and you can see different opportunities to make sure that you have something lined up right afterwards. So a question about uh, applicants. No, so I assume if I'm an applicant, um, I don't think I'm in the age range that you suggested. <laughs> just that. slightly outside. I just, I just missed. Yeah. Just a bit outside. Um, but somebody comes in and they're, they're they're interested and they've gone through whatever application process. Are they going to be interviewed by you, by a group of people? What's the process at City Year for me to get noticed, to become famous, and ultimately hopefully get uh, chosen? <laughs> Yeah, and so since City Year is a national organization, there are a lot of different moving pieces. So initially, you'd meet someone like myself or one of our local recruiters, and we'd have a one-on-one. -on -one. We'd give you all the in-depth information on City Year, and then eventually you're going to fill out that application. And then someone from our national recruitment team would reach out to you, schedule a phone interview, um, and then additionally, you'd have one more interview, which could be from another person that sits in Kansas City, for example. Mm. Um, so that's why, like, that's when we start to build up those concrete skills where you're checking your email, you know, answering the phone, even if you don't know who it is, just saying, hey, this is so-and-so, um, and then f moving on, um, 
because there are so many different moving pieces, but definitely just making sure that we're all communicating and keeping up to, with that, which are one of the leadership you know, qualities and opportunities that we provide at City Year. Okay. Sounds great. How can we learn more? Yeah, so you can always go to cityyear.org or City Year Milwaukee, and then you can check out and see what all the different opportunities, the different benefits, things of that nature that come with City Year. Um, you could also always call our office downtown in Milwaukee. We're located right off the river. Um, but you can also always find my information on our website as well. Which is cityyear.org? Yes. Okay. So or cityyearmilwaukee.org, City Year too. Milwaukee. As well. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I think I found you that way when I yeah. was uh, uh, doing some research. Um, so before we wrap up, this is your opportunity, Giselle. Give our audience who might be interested in applying or they might know someone in their family who might be interested. What advice do you have? Somebody who's been in the organization now for, I don't know, it's either two or three. What is your personal advice to someone who's hearing your message today, learning about the organization? What would you like them to know about City Year and about perhaps getting involved? Yeah, I always like to tell young people that there's absolutely no shame in not knowing what your next step is. Whether that's graduating from high school or college or taking some classes, there's never too many options for you to be able to have for your next step. You know, I've talked to some people who are like, nope, I know what I'm doing, I'm going to school. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And then a few weeks later, they call me like, hey, you know, I'm really glad we had that conversation because things changed. And there's no problem with that. And everyone in City Year, especially our core members, are all in the same boat and still figuring out what those next steps are while doing something super meaningful and impactful. Boy, I love that advice, Stephanie. I, I do. I love that. Some of us are still trying to figure out what we want to be when we <laughs> grow up, right? We're, yeah, we're working with him. We're coaching him. So, yeah, Can you repeat well. the website again? I just want to make sure that people got that. I mean, yeah, definitely. So you can go to www.cityyear.org slash Milwaukee. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great information, great work you're doing. Yeah. And I also I kind of love the bonus advice, which is you don't have to know you every don't. step of the way in your Absolutely. career, yeah. which is, by the way, something we should probably tackle on a episode. Really, yeah. Huh? And being open to opportunities, right? Yeah, so I love change. that, too. Yeah. And then I love that. And then change. We talk about change, too. So maybe someone knows, but then ah, things change. And then they know that they can come back to you. So thank you so much, Isa. You sell. Great Thank to see you, you again. Yes, so yes, should we yes. schedule this for next year? Right? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Awesome. Well, always great to see you. Thank you again for Thank everything you. that you're doing. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Thank you so much for joining us today from coast to coast and border to border. Remember to learn more about what we're up to at Good Karma Brands. Just check out our website uh, at www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers. We're also available, as Elizabeth said, on LinkedIn and Instagram and uh, Facebook, so you can learn a whole lot more about what we're up to at Good Karma Brands. For our studio producer, Chris Larson, show producers, Reese Seberg and Ali Archambo, and of course, our director, senior director of human resources, Daphne Ursu. My name is Steve Wexler. Have a great week. Have a productive week. And thank you for joining us for Hired, along the Good Karma Brands radio network.